Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's 6 o'clock on Dukes and Bell, the number one sports talk show in Atlanta for your ride home. You strong? They said, I'm strong if you strong. I said, we strong then. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, it's been a busy day and uh, certainly a surprising day as Alabama's head coach Nick Saban is retiring. Seven national championships, 6-1 with Bama. I'm already getting messages and DMs from people, Dukes, I'm a Bama fan. I'm already hurting. Um, And I understand that because, again, this advantage that that Bama has had, having the best head coach and one of the best all-time recruiters, don't get it twisted, guys. Saban's a closer. You don't get all these guys that he's had and not be a closer when you talk about how to get kids to buy into what you are trying to do. And more importantly, this is what's going on in Georgia, right? I mean, we're shocked. You got five-star after five-star after five-star sitting the bench because you're waiting your turn because the coach has made you believe that, you know what, this program is bigger than just you, and when you get your opportunity, you're going to get a chance to shine, and more importantly, Mike, you're going to get a chance to go to the NFL. Right. I was just telling Carl off the air we are talking about this. I said if you're at Texas right now, you're feeling a little bit better about your, uh, your joining the SEC, you know, because, you know, one of the, uh, the impediments to you, you know, moving on. Although now, but yeah, to be honest, is, you know, we've gone away from the divisions, the 12 teams. Well, you get the right guy in there, and I know that Dan Lanning has been linked because you look at the recruiting job he's done defensively for Georgia, you know, getting those studs together. It's amazing, though, from 2015 when he was a grad assistant at Alabama to potentially being the head coach. If all those rumors are true, they're going to obviously go for the gusto now when you find out about this transfer portal issue where now everybody at Bama's got 30 days extended to move on because the coach has just stepped away. Just mind-blowing how the landscape of college football just shifts. Our good buddy Danny Cannell says genius move from seven to get out at the exactly right time because the, the, basically, to paraphrase Danny, the landscape of college football has changed so dramatically in the last few years. It has. Uh, you know, I mentioned this the other day, and, and only because I've had this conversation with college coaching friends of mine. And, and I'll give you this analogy, and, and this is – what every college coach is dealing with. But I said, you recruit a kid for 18 months, okay? In a lot of cases, longer than that. But, Mike, you do everything you can to get him to come. He comes, he signs, he plays for you, and then he leaves in the portal. And you go through this process again after putting in all of that work and that effort. Whereas before, Mike, and I'm not saying it was right or fair, you did that, and guess what? You knew you were going to have the kid, and if you wanted to transfer, a kid was probably going to have to sit out, so that might deter him from leaving. And all of that work felt like at least you were going to see something at the end of the tunnel for all the work that was put in. A lot of these coaches now, there's no downtime. Zero. A college coaching has changed tremendously. Now, I'm not telling you it's not a great living, and, and it's still not fun for a bunch of these guys, but Nick Saban's 72 years old. 
Mike, he don't want to chase this anymore. He doesn't have to. No, he's the greatest uh, like college coach of all time. Seven national championships. You know, the six at Bama, the one at LSU. You know, like, I tell you guys, you listen, you're a sports talk fan, you listen to us. I mean, his record, it speaks for itself. And the assistance, the job that Kirby has done by taking that Nick Saban business model and exporting it or importing it into Athens. I mean, now the question is, how do you sustain this in Alabama? Because this could be in its own way similar to when Bear Bryant left, you know, in 80, when he, and remember he, mm-hmm. you know, when he moved back, moved on in the early 80s and how they scrambled, you know, for a, for a long time, for a decade till Gene Stallings brought stability. Then after that, they struggled for another decade till Nick Saban got there. They did. Um, two things as we talk about the connection with Kirby and, and Nick Saban and, they still talk. They're very good friends. I mean, it is what it is, just because they don't talk about how much they talk to each other. Um, and I think Kirby tomorrow will expand on this. He will join the Steakhouse at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning, and you'll hear exclusively his comments here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game about this and obviously where Georgia is, but this will be front and center. Two things, Mike. One, Kirby could have left Alabama a long time before he did, but he waited because he needed to get a sense – of truly what you're talking about, which is how to run a program. How do you become the CEO of a program? And then he waited. He got offered jobs. Everybody was talking about him being the hot coordinator. They're winning national championships. People forget he won four under Saban with Saban at Alabama. And so when he finally did leave, he knew exactly how to do it. And that is a big part of this, Mike. I think so many coaches leave because, well, I'm a hot commodity and I got to get my job. I got to get my money. And you leave and you don't know how to do it and you fail. Right. Now, Kirby is the, you know, he wasn't a coach in weight and he was just an assistant. Remember the Will Muschamp thing under Mac Brown? And then even when it's kind of teed up for you sometimes, it still doesn't work out. So you take the best of what Nick Saban's done. Like if you're a Georgia fan, I mean, like, not, not to be, you know, well, why not? <laughs> Laughing and having some fun and dancing a jig at the expense of Bama fans, but you got to feel pretty darn good about yourself for everything that Kirby has built right now. And just waiting to see who that next guy will be. And as we said earlier, talking to Mike Johnson, who will be talking about it tomorrow morning, by the way, in the morning shift, his time playing for Nick Saban. You just you, you don't want to be the guy following the guy, right? Unless you've really got it dialed in. And Alabama's got uh, like all the money in the world and the resources to go get that guy. But I'll be now, by the way, you think that we get the new Alabama coach in the next 48 hours? Oh, I think it's very possible. They're not clowning around. I, I think that we could easily be right. talking about this. As early, it might leak as, early, as late as tonight, Mike. I mean, seriously. The, to me, this is when whoever, whomever they're calling right now, right? Mm-hmm. Let's just take the list that, that somebody put out there. Who put out that list earlier today we were talking about? Um, Thamel. Okay, Mike, if you talk about that list, and let's just say Alabama called everybody already on that list, and they all already have jobs, and there's big buyouts, and they say, we don't care about that. Are you interested in one? Two, what would it take? Three, give us your vision, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking about? You're about to go take over one of, if not the best programs in the history of college football. You can tell me some of these other programs are really good, and they are. But like Dan Lanning, you're at Oregon. It's really good, and Phil Knight has a lot of money. It's Alabama. Yeah, and as uh, you know, Rusty Manziel said, you know, you got to recruit. You got to get on a plane at Oregon. You know, in Alabama, you've got a bunch of guys all within driving distance. You know, you got like everybody. Plus, it's a national. People come from all over the world to be there. But at Oregon, it's a, bit, it's a different animal. Oregon fans got to be freaking out right now because they're losing coaches left and right who always seem to go back to schools they have experience with, although, albeit he was a GA, more of his time certainly with Georgia. I'm just, like I said, you begin to wonder, that because of the landscape changing in college football, do you feel that you, no one can ever do what Nick Saban did? No. I mean, and look, now the question will be, can, now Kirby's got two and, uh, and very, very easily could have had three. We're going to have the expansion of the playoffs. 
I think it's it, harder. It's going to be harder. It's there's, harder. There's more moving parts now, and uh, unless you are the number one or two. But yeah, I just you wonder if you'll ever. I don't think you'll ever see anyone do it at this level, or or any of the big names that are active right now get to where you get seven national championships because of all the things we just talked about. Yeah, it, it, I, I, it's it's not only harder, Mike. I just think you know from the standpoint of like this year. Even though we felt like Georgia was deserving, and let's just say they got in, there was no guarantee they were going to three-peat. It's the hardest thing to do in sports. That's why it hadn't happened in college football you know, in 100 years or whatever it's been. I just think that you know, if Kirby's able to get two more, and this is going to sound like, you know, are you crazy? He's going to win eight more. I don't buy that. If he gets two more, it's absolutely incredible, right? right. If he gets three more and gets five, it's unbelievable. Like, that, to me, is going to be one of the greatest feats with all the rule changes and things that have happened in college football. Here's the other thing about Nick Saban, guys, and we're talking about Saban retiring today. He makes the announcement to his kids, calls a team meeting. Uh, they think they're going to talk about something else as far as, you know, practice, offseason workouts, etc. And he says, guys, i got to tell you something. Um, he was able to, and this is why he was successful, and, and this is another thing about Kirby that I love, and I'm using Kirby because I think he's the guy that left and has had the most success there. Mike, he adapted. Correct. You don't adapt, you die. And in college football, for a guy who had done it his way for a very long time, and I want you guys to think about Belichick, he didn't adapt. He hasn't adapted, and he's still trying to do things the way that he thinks they should be done instead of taking input and saying, hey, coach, things are changing. You might want to try these different offenses. You might want to try these different formations and sets. And Nick Saban was willing, Mike, at a time where he could have easily been stubborn and said, let's do it. Right, you go back and you think about from the guys that he inherited when you know the first. Remember losing to Monroe in '06, oh. John Parker Wilson, and no disrespect to Greg McElroy, we love talking to and AJ McCarron, but more game managers, Blake Sims, Jake Coker, the quarterbacks, and then you get to Jalen Hurts and Tua. You know, obviously Mac Jones still got an NFL, you know, first top first round pick, and then you know he had a great college career. Mac the, Jones. The other thing, and but the style of play we talked about it earlier, from more of a pro style offense to really going up tempo adapting, you know, changing where some coaches would stick stick to their guns. The other aspect of this, and, and this is where, to me, it's it's really interesting to see who, who that next guy is going to be. I mean, you've got to put some great staff together. One thing with Nick Saban, he, for years he was able to have guys leave to go to the NFL, go to other college jobs, and even this year, remember, they didn't even have a quarterback going into Labor Day weekend. Sure. And they benched Jalen Milrow after the U.S. Think about that. Milrow, how bad he looked in that USF game. you got to go back and think about – this was even one of his best. This was one of Nick Saban's top five Alabama teams, and they found a way to beat Georgia and get all the way to the semifinal. Here's the other part, guys, and we're just reminiscing here. We're talking about this this news, and, and it's huge in college football, certainly huge for the Southeast and, and Alabama fans, and we know there are a ton of Alabama fans and Southeastern Conference fans that listen to us. Mike, I don't know if there's a bigger moment than the move to go to two in that Georgia game. The balls, the balls I, the, to make the that balls. move. I don't know if there's a bigger moment in in his tenure to say at halftime we're going. J- Jalen had one. You guys know he was like twenty six and two when he makes that call. Right. Like it's not like you're going from a loser to a winner. You're going from a guy that has been unbelievable for you. And at halftime, you tell your kids, "Two is our guy. Let's go." And then he wins the game. Like, the, Mike, who, what other coach would have had the, the, the gall to do that? I forget who it was. We interviewed one day. It was it was a draft uh, d- uh, show up at the Mercedes-Benz, and we were, st- we were talking to an Alabama lineman who went, like, first or second round, and he was saying the, the defense didn't know. 
And so the whole team was like, what? And it was like, it was like, holy cow. Even those guys were like, damn. And it energized them. And the rest, it was, yeah, was it Bellamy? Davin Bellamy? That's like, right. And he was like, man, we were like, whoa, they, they're going with, what's that? Yeah. You know? And they're going with Tua? And it was just, it was mind-blowing, even to this guy's on his own team, to have the Nuggets to pull that move off. He's legendary. Uh, listen, we're giving him his flowers today, okay? And I know he earned that, it. <laughs> I know. I know this is a rivalry, and when Georgia plays Alabama, but you gotta you gotta take this and respect it, and understand what he's meant to the game. How many coaches he's revitalized? Right. How many guys he gave shots to that have now gone on to bigger and better things because of Nick Saban? And that was the, that's the part I'm talking about too, Mike. Not only did he adapt, he wasn't afraid to take a chance on guys. Well, I mean, think about Steve Sarkeesian. You know, Steve went through his troubles at USC and, you know, got to turn his life around. Lane Kiffin. And then, of course, the balls to say, Lane, after that Washington game that they won here in Atlanta, nah, I don't need you anymore. <laughs> but, no, all the guys that came through, you know, Bill O'Brien got another shot to, to, through him. Everybody, and there's, again, there's a lot of overlap between, you know, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. Be interesting to see if, if Saban – uh, you know, his move has any – maybe it doesn't, but these guys are so tight. But any influence on Belichick's decision to still pursue his career in the NFL? I hope he calls him and tells him this is what he should be doing. I, I hope do. he does. And I hope he doesn't wind up here in Atlanta. That's <laughs> another reason, purely <laughs> selfishly. I do. All right, guys, 404-726-0929. Alabama fans, I feel you. I get it. Uh, Nick Saban retiring. We're going to come back. Another guy stepped away today. We'll let you hear what Pete Carroll had to say to the media about his new role with Seattle. We'll fill you in on the latest with the Falcons coaching search as well on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. (laughs) Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is home. Don't waste your time with repairs. Call 678-902-2000. The reaction has been uh, somewhat overwhelming, as we knew it would be, as Nick Saban announces he is retiring from Alabama. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We found out that Pete Carroll is also Hmm. going to step away. And not coach the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, we'll let you hear what Pete Carroll had to say. But, Mike, before we do, we had on earlier 
Uh, Mike Johnson, who you will hear tomorrow on the morning shift with Bo and Tiffany, and Mike played for Coach Saban uh, there and was an All-American, and he was reminiscing about you know playing for him. And I just want you to hear what Mike Johnson said about playing for Nick Saban. You know, Carl, it's, it's one of those things that, I, listen, I'm, I'm sure as, as time goes on, I'm going to get probably, you know, choked up tomorrow morning talking about it. Um, and, and, and honestly, I was fortunate in a lot of ways, Carl, where I actually played and was recruited under Mike Shula. And a lot of people say, well, that's not fortunate. You know, you went through a, a rough patch and him getting fired. I was fortunate because it made me value Nick Saban that much more, mm. right? It, you, you, you saw how it didn't work and how it didn't come together and the struggles that you did have. And then once you got a guy in there that knew what he was doing and had the blueprint and knew how to get the most out of you, it, it allowed us to kind of put, you know, the pedal to the metal and all move forward, uh, all as one, as a football team. So, and at the time, you know, everything he said to you at the time, he's your football coach, right? You soak it in, you try to, you know, get to the next level. And over the last few years, Carl, every time I think back on a story or a line he said or, or you know, some kind of a direction that he gave us, it means that much more uh, because, like you said, he is the greatest college football coach of all time. We always – when I was recruited, everything you heard about was Bear Bryant, right? Mm-hmm. Everything was – this Bear Bryant story, this Bear Bryant picture, you know, Bear Bryant Drive, Bear Bryant Lane, Bear Bryant Stadium, everything's Bear Bryant. And now it's Nick Saban, and I, I had a chance to be there, man. I, I will forever be grateful for what uh, he did for my life. I actually talked to Randy McMichael two weeks ago. Randy played for a man in Miami. When he, when he had a chance to talk to Nick Saban, Nick said, how you doing? And he said, Coach, I'm still living off the blessings you gave me. And I, I couldn't have said it any better, my friend. Couldn't have said it any better. That is the voice of Mike Johnson talking about uh, his conversation with Randy Mack, who you hear about Andy and Randy. Uh, and he mentioned Randy played for him down in Miami as when he was at, down there with the Dolphins before he went back to college football. Um, what about Rusty Menzel? Who's going to replace Nick Saban? Mike and I are having this conversation. Let's hear from Rusty who you'll hear tomorrow on the Steakhouse, also Kirby Smart tomorrow, 10 a.m., right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. He will react to this and much more, so make sure you are here. But uh, this is Rusty Menzel on the possible replacement. Well, obviously, just quick thoughts. I think Dan Lanning is going to be the guy that I, that I think he's got connections. He was at Alabama. You know, he's got connections to the South. Uh, down here, he's been at Georgia. Obviously, for money, Phil Knight can, can match and beat anybody. But here's the thing. At Alabama, you can get in a car, and within a four-hour radius, you can sign about 70% of your team. At Oregon, you have to get on a plane to go get every single player. They only put out, put out about four or five players a year in that state. So, you know, it's you're tucked away up there. It's a great program. They're about to go into a new conference. There's two things with this, guys. Alabama is, is maybe the top job in the country, if not – it's uh, it's one of the top two or three. You can pick whatever you want to do, but here's the thing: who do you, who wants to follow Nick Saban? That's going to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. To to really to really jump in that ring and say, hell yes, I want to follow Nick Saban, the greatest right. coach in the history of college football. That that's another factor in this because you know this guy, what he's done and, and the precedent he set and how he's went about things in Alabama and how successful he's been. So there's a lot of variables to this, but don't beat around the bush. This mm. is. This is maybe the premier program, and, 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 you know, with Georgia and Ohio State and some of these schools. So you're interested in how quick, but if you're asking me just off the hoof, I, Dan Lang is definitely going to be reached out to. There's no question. He's also a Jimmy Sexton, uh, you know, client. So Jimmy Sexton has Nick Saban. You think he has everybody. But uh, as far as the question on Nick Saban, he's done. I mean, Nick Saban bought an $18 million house in Florida back in the fall. Uh, you know, from my understanding, I think he owns about 10 Mercedes dealerships, and those things are doing well. And, 
you know, it's time for my man to go play some golf. So now it's up to Greg Byrne, the uh, AD for Alabama, to uh, find that guy. And if it is Dan Landon, Carl and I were just looking at it off uh, the air, $20 million buyout uh, to get him out of Oregon. They got it. <laughs> I don't want to be that dude. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they, 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 it they got it. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they got yeah. it. Like, I, I just – if and by the way, that's a lot bigger because Oregon, as you guys know, they've lost almost every other head coach to their alma, their dream job. And again, Alabama's everybody's dream job around in some circles. I just, Mike, I, I don't think, um, I know, that's not going to be a factor. Like if they want, whoever it is that, that they're targeted and want, they're going to make it happen. If that guy's interested mm-hmm. in the job. But I do agree with Rusty, by the way. Like, this is a hard follow, man. This is a, how much, because I got to tell you, you know, how much time does this new guy get when we talk about Alabama? And and let's just say, Mike, it's Dan Lanning. And let's just say Lanning comes in, hypothetically, we don't know who it's going to be, and is able to convince the guys that have already been recruited. He had the, one of the top recruiting classes in the country. And all those guys are going to stay. And Dan Lanning says, hey, we're, we're still here. We're going to win. We're, we're, we're Alabama. How much time does he get, though? Like, when I say that, I'm talking about, you know, when you start picking up where Saban left off, you can't screw it up. No, I mean, the, the idea, first things first, you've got to move quickly. That's what I, I said earlier, is 48 hours too much time because you've really got to get things rolling, you know, because, you know, you're going to you got a transfer portal extension now for 30 days for everybody. And I, somebody just asked me, does that include their new recruiting class? I presume it's a free-for-all because the coach who recruited you has retired. So they get an extension now to go look and, and perhaps jump in the portal. The only guy I could think of, and I, I mentioned this earlier talking to Rusty, was if you go back and look when Bobby Bowden was stepping down and they kind of forced Bobby to bring Jimbo Fisher in from yeah. LSU, from Nick Saban, by the way. Yep. And then Bob, and then Bobby then moves on, and, and then you know within three years, uh, Jimbo's got a national championship. Uh, it was They went through three, uh, four co- three coaches before they got to, from Bud Wilkinson to Barry Switzer at Oklahoma. In case you're wondering. Okay. So they actually, you know, so sometimes that's almost 10 years. We mentioned the Gene Stallings, you know, obviously won a national championship. They beat Miami. And they went, uh, let's see, that was mid early mid-90s all the way to 2006. So 10 years between that and Nick Saban. Because remember, there was Mike Dubose and there was all the oh, nonsense. Yeah. And, you know, oh, yeah. you know, there's a lot of strangeness there. And then, uh, you know, Mike Shula we talked about. You heard from Mike Johnson. So it's generally been a decade in Alabama going from legend to legend. Uh, from one legend to another. Because Pete Carroll is one of three guys that won a national championship in college and then went and won a Super Bowl. And that's pretty elusive company. He is no longer going to coach the Seattle Seahawks. Apparently, he is now going to be in an advisor role. And I just want you to hear what he had to say today because all this news is coming down, Mike, which means Seattle is another team that the Falcons are battling for this coaching pool as far as an open job. There are now seven Okay, open jobs before we get to Super Wild Card Weekend. I think there could be nine by the end of this weekend. Let's hear Pete Carroll about uh, his emotions right now. <laughs> this is worth crying for. <laughs> um, Glenn, nobody would ever understand how significant she's been through all of the stuff that we've been through and uh, how important she is. As, a, as She's just been the angel in my life and I owe you everything. <laughs> Um, my boys, Brennan and Nate, you guys would have no idea how valuable they've been to me because they were the ones that would give me all the crap about what I was doing wrong and what I was screwing up. They were harsh and, and their critiques were rash and, and the whole thing, it was perfect because I needed that loyalty and uh, they were the epitome of it for me. 
Uh, Jody Allen, you know, Paul Allen's wife, that she was the owner of Seattle because, as you mentioned earlier on the air, Schneider, the GM, him and Peter Boyce, you know, for years, you know, out there, uh, John Schneider. So uh, apparently they discussed and talked about it. Uh, they said in their statement, after thoughtful meetings and careful consideration, they decide that Pete's going to kind of get kicked upstairs in a consulting kind of role. A lot of guys immediately say because of his relationship with Pete and the fact that he's done such a great job with the Cowboys, that Dan Quinn would be probably the leading candidate for the Seattle job. Yeah. Uh, unless unless Jerry Jones says, that, nope, you cannot talk to him. And he could. Uh, I, I know DQ's pretty happy in Dallas, and he's loved there by the ownership. I just think if that job is open and, and uh, uh, offered, I don't think he's going anywhere. I think he's going to be the next Cowboys coach right. if that happens. And, again, Mike McCarthy and Dak and always – Mike, they can surprise us, get to the NFC Championship game, and maybe it's a different conversation. And then maybe Dan Quinn does say, hey, I've done everything I can do here, right. and maybe he leaves. Let's hear one more thing from Pete Carroll. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We're talking about the retirement of Nick Saban. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian just tweeted out a picture of both of these guys in the office talking and he worked under both, and he said, I would not be where I am without these two legends. This is Pete Carroll talking about his future. Will he coach again? Well, uh, that's it for now, and uh, I'm freaking jacked. I'm fired up. I'm not tired. I'm not worn down. Uh, you, you guys tried your best. You didn't wear me out. I'm, you know, it's the end of the season. I'm supposed to be, you know, go lay on a cot somewhere. I ain't feeling like that, and, uh, um, you know, there's – What's coming? I don't know. I got no idea, and I really don't care right now. But uh, I do. Um, I'm excited about it because there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to study. Uh, there's a. Uh, there's some great discoveries that are going to come our way. And as my my all-time mentor Bud Grant said, not in so many words. Uh, there's there's rivers to wade. Uh, there's waves to catch, and there's mountains to hike. There you go. Uh, I mentioned Jody Allen. She's the sister of the late Paul Allen, uh, for those who don't remember, software developer and billionaire. Uh, then, but, but you still think they pushed him out? Because they, 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 it didn't seem like Pete would ever, much like we always said Nick Saban would never want to go out, that Pete would coach till they, they had to pull the whistle from his uh, cold, dumb fingers. Yeah, Mike, remember, we just played a soundbite earlier this week, maybe two days ago, where he was like, I plan on being the coach here. I feel good. And he was talking about the planning. Hmm. And two days later, you're like, I, I get the sense, yes, Um that this was probably an ownership, you know, front office kind of move where, Pete, you've done everything you can do. It's been, what, 14 years? Right. We need a change. We need, Mike, we need a change in thinking. We need a change. Hello, Falcons. We need a change in thinking and energy and all the things that we're talking about. We we love you, but we need a change. And I just hope, I hope that Arthur Blank is taking this to heart, that Nick Saban's walking away at 71. You just mentioned Pete Carroll walking away at 72. I don't want to see the third act of Bill Belichick. You and I talked about it earlier. I just don't. You know, Dan Reeves came here. He's 53. You know, and Belichick, we said it. I mean, look, it's, I know it seems like a cliche, but it's out there. And you can look at it. The numbers after and without Tom Brady are just not the same in the draft. And his personnel evaluations have not been good. That's why they haven't done anything in five years. So, yeah, I just I hope that we, if, we, if we do anything, I'd, I'd rather have a young assistant, you know, whether it's Frank Smith from Miami or Ben Johnson from Detroit. or You know, I, my dream is Harbaugh, which seems like a pipe dream to some. But, God, Carl, I hope we don't go down that road with Belichick. Yeah, uh, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the reasoning behind why I feel that way as well. And um, we'll see. Our owner has big decisions to make. Mm. Um, he's going to take, I hope, all the input from all of the potential candidates, Mike, and, and we make the right decision. But I've said this. If you're serious about Harbaugh, this is how you start. Should have already happened, by the way, because he's a free agent. He's not an NFL coach. You don't have to wait for these rules. You call him and you say, I want to make you the highest paid coach in, in the NFL. One. Two, okay, you can control whatever you need to control right. when it comes to the team. Three, 
Let me tell you why we're on the cusp of something special and you sell it. Right. We've already talked about guys. You know, I, I know I've mentioned to you a few times this week, the 2008 Falcons. We have a good running game. You know, even though the coach probably should have ran the ball even more, we got a really good offensive line, you know, that you don't really have to tweak, save for maybe one position, the center. We've got good enough defense. So, I mean, this is not an overhaul. You come in here, it's really incumbent, of course, Carl, if you decide to go free agency or make a trade for an established quarterback or go and get it in the draft. But if you get a guy like Harbaugh working for just for argument's sake, take any of the young quarterbacks that you and I were talking about yeah. earlier, that, yeah. that sounds exciting for the fan base. I mean, really, and bringing Harbaugh in here would just, I think, would light this town up. People would be going bananas. All right, here's tonight's last call, okay? 404-726-0929. With Nick Saban retiring, I want your Mount Rushmore coaches. I don't care if it's football. I don't care if it's all basketball. I don't care if it's all baseball. Who are the four coaches? You only get four on the Mount Rushmore of coaches. If Nick Saban's not on your Mount Rushmore, you're crazy. 404-726-0929. Saban, Phil Jackson, who else is on there? We want to hear from you. That's tonight's last call. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. For last call. One last call for alcohol. Your chance to chime in on the biggest stories of the day. 404-726-0929. Mike Bell, what a day. <laughs> Man, it's funny, and we always joke around with Andy and Randy that uh, things always do seem to break on uh, Dukes and Bell. And a uh, great job, by the way, by Chris, by Turtle, by Oren, for uh, grabbing all the audio. We're getting national love, by the way, for our reaction with Rusty and Mike Johnson talking about you know, Nick Saban announcing his retirement to his team. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been busy as hell. It started off with us talking about Falcons coaching search and the Pete Carroll thing dropped. So, man, just nuts. It is. Uh, I, I'm not laughing, okay, maybe a little bit. But one of my best friends is in Montgomery. He works for the city. Are flags at half staff? Mike, he says people have left work early today after hearing this news. That's how serious it is I in mean, Alabama. I'm telling you, it's just, you know, and one person I saw on Twitter said, imagine, you know, 20 years from now when Kirby does this. You know, if it not, knock wood that that is, in, in fact, the case. You yeah. know I mean, yeah. when you get the right guy and he's iconic and he does all the things that you guys know we've talked about today with Nick Saban, yeah, you just don't, you don't, you just don't replace a guy like that. 
All right, uh, here's tonight's question, guys, because we're talking about Saban retiring. If you're just joining us, maybe you're just getting in your car, listening on your smart, smart speaker or whatever, uh, however you're accessing the show. First of all, thank you. Um, Saban retiring, making the announcement today. W- what is your Mount Rushmore hmm. of coaches? Saban is on there. I am going to just assume that he's on there. So who are the other three? Who are your other three? Because Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach ever. Who are your other three guys? You know, it's funny because if you want to go by national championships and winning percentage, I got uh, Bear Bryant. I got Nick Saban. I got Bobby Bowden. And I'll throw this one at you. Just throw a curveball at you. Urban Meyer. Okay. Three national championships? Yeah. I hear you. Two different teams. Winning percentage is number three behind only Newt Rockney and Frank Leahy. Okay. Now, it doesn't have to be all college football coaches. It can be, but that's a great Mount Rushmore. 404-726-0929. Ricky. You're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Hey, man. Hey, man. Hey, man. I got to go with these guys were very qualified and very well respected. No blemishes on the record. I'd have to go with John Wooden, mm. UCLA. Yeah. I'd have to go with John Thompson, Georgetown. Like then Saban, then Don Shula. Nice. Those like are my four. Can't go wrong with it. Ricky, good job. You know how we feel about the Don on this program. Good job. Yeah, and Shula, by the way, this is the thing Mike and I were talking about with Belichick. He's trying to catch Shula, Mike. Yeah, do we care about that? No, no. And I, I just think that in the case of Don Shula, you know, I mean, we said that you know there are some similarities between Belichick at the end and Shula at the end, where he was very stubborn, holding on to coaches that couldn't get the job done. He didn't really maximize, you know, Dan Marino's last few seasons. If we're honest, Carl. So if you go back and you look at it, you say, yeah. I mean, you could argue the same things happened with Belichick more more through the draft and free agent things that aren't working out. Let's talk to Ryan on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Ryan, who's on your Mount Rushmore of all-time coaches? Hey, man. Hey, man. So, uh, I have to agree with the previous caller. Saban's obviously on there, and I'm a huge Georgia fan. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. Goat. Uh, Also, John Wooden Mm -hmm. would be on there for me. And then Joe Torrey. Yeah, with hey. the Yankees. Yeah, I mean the guy. You know, you can say the Yankees spent all this money, but he managed egos, and they haven't won one since he left. And then, uh, lastly, I would say Phil Jackson. Same reasons. Yes, he had a lot of talent, but he had to manage egos, and he made it work. Great stuff. Um, and by the way, there are no wrong answers, except the fact that if Saban's not on there, you're, you're, you're out of your mind. <laughs> right but there are no wrong answers. Ryan, great job. Let's go to Preston on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's Dukes and Bell. Preston, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Hey, man. Hey, man. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, of course, Nick Saban. Uh, I'm going to go Bill Belichick. I don't care what y'all okay. say. Tom okay. Brady didn't have that much to do with those first three championships he had. Really? Um, I'm going to go uh, Tony La Russa, um, for baseball. Yeah. And then uh, Phil Jackson. I hear yeah. you. Going to take issue with those first three championships. Uh, you not familiar how those Super Bowls ended, those game-winning drives? Uh, Teddy Bruschi and Willie McGinnis and Laurie Malloy, those guys were not drafted by Bill Belichick. I just think when you have elite players, it makes your job a lot easier. Right. And, and when he, when he early in his tenure there, he, he had mm. elite guys. Let's talk about – because I'll tell you this. Like, the last two Super Bowls, that's all Tom Brady. That's all Tom Brady. Right. All right. Uh, let's talk to Swede. Swede, who's on your Mount Rushmore of coaches with Nick Saban retiring today? Hey, man. Hey, man, first of all, uh, congratulations to Nick Saban for a wonderful, wonderful career, and I hope he has a happy retirement. Um, My four are going to be, well, there's too many of them, but Lombardi. Vince Lombardi is one of them. Okay. Um, 
Nick Saban for sure. And then I'm going to go uh, with uh, John Wooden. Okay. And finally, I'll give you my octogenarian choice, which is Newt Rockney. Right on. The greatest winning percentage of all time in college football. Good job, sweet. You can look it up. Good you job. Know, I would think in the pros, because, you know, Lombardi, Paul Brown, you know, you think about George Hallis. That's right. You know, again, it just seems like ancient history for a lot of fans out there. But to me, the guy never gets the love, four Super Bowls, and he picked all the players, Chuck Knoll. Oh, man, Steelers. You're right, Chuck Knoll, right. man. See, that's what I'm saying. There are no right. wrong answers. Right. This is what makes our Mount Rushmore's uh, interesting. Big James, you're on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. What's, uh, who's on your Mount Rushmore? Hey, man. Hey, hey man. man. Well, if, if my Mount Rushmore, like you said, Carl, so I'm going to go Steve Fisher, mm-hmm. Pat Riley, Jose Mourinho, Hey. Nick Saban. That's okay. my, that's my, that's wow, my man. Now, Fisher, obviously, with Michigan, then later on doing it at San Diego. So we had him on the show at the uh, Final Four. Yeah, Jose Moreno doing it with multiple teams in, in, in Premier League and multiple times at Chelsea. Interesting. That's a very nice Final Four. I, I, I can't complain. I told you, it's your list. All right, last one. BK, mm. thank you for listening, guys, and appreciate the input. Who's on your Mount Rushmore, BK? Hey, man. Hey, man. What's going on, fella? What's hey, happening? Man. All right, so – so my, my Mount Rushmore is kind of a mixture between a little bit of something that everybody done said. But uh, let me go with Saban, of course. He got to be on there. We're going to roll with Belichick, too. I like Phil on the list as well and John Wooden as well. And I'm going to throw a little honorable mention in there. I didn't hear nobody mention uh, Coach K. Oh. I was just going to say, no, I was waiting for Coach K. And think about this, Carl. I was going to save that for Clear My Throat, but he kind of stole my thunder. We're now in a world without Nick Saban and Coach K after Coach K walked away, you know, two years now. Isn't that crazy? It is Iconic crazy. guys who said, who with their commentary, with sometimes passive aggressive style, sets the tone for their sport. Yeah, that is crazy. Hey guys, great job. Uh, it's Dukes and Bell. I think uh, one guy that needs some love that uh, is a little outside the box, but Gino Oriema might be on that okay. list too. All right, that's fair. Mike's not, Mike's not thinking. Well, there's some so controversy. Smart. You there. coach the boys too. There's some controversy, yeah. but but you're right. He won a lot of games, won mm-hmm. chips. I hear you. Um, if you're just joining us, the Saban News, and tomorrow, by the way, 10 a.m., Kirby Smart will be here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Um, make sure you tune in, Steakhouse, and check it out, Rusty and, and the crew. I, uh, I'm i curious to see what Kirby's going to say. I don't know if it'll be anything maybe we haven't heard, but maybe it will. And and because, guys, I, I, Kirby will say this, and, and this is my guess. Mm-hmm. The influence that Nick Saban had on him as far as just the person and the coach he's become, I don't think it's any secret. But I got to hear it. I want to hear it. You want to hear it. Steakhouse, man. Don't miss it. 10 o'clock? All right. Yeah, tomorrow. We're coming back. We're going to clear our throat. We're going to make way. Tonight, it's Hawks basketball. Taking on Philly. No Joel Embiid tonight. And uh, our coverage starts at 7 o'clock. Mike Conti with the pre-half and post. Steve Holman, bang, with the call. Stay right there. We'll come back, tell you what's coming up tomorrow on the show as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.